Hey, I'm Scott McIntyre. And I'm Christina McIntyre. Welcome to the Enduring Hope Podcast, where we encourage you to trust God in every circumstance. It's great to be back with you. Thank you so much for continuing to listen and let us encourage you through this podcast. You may have noticed it's been a few months since our previous episode. And I was just working on our Christmas letter looking back through the year and wow, it's been a busy one. Yes, our kids are growing, lots of travel for events, including overseas to Croatia. And Scott and I graduated from Phoenix Seminary in the process this year. That's right. So thanks for hanging in there with us as we've taken a few months off, but we're excited to spend this time with you more regularly again. Yeah, for the Advent season this December, we want to look at some key moments in the narratives in the Gospels of Matthew and Luke. The Bible is so rich because it not only tells us how we can be reconciled to God through Jesus Christ and instructs us on how we can honor God with our lives, but it also contains narratives about people just like you and me who encountered God in their time. We can learn a lot from the lives of people the Bible speaks of about how to live and sometimes how not to live. So let's explore the perspective of some of the people involved in God's astonishing plan to reconcile the world to himself. First, we want to consider Mary. As we prepare our hearts to reflect on the coming of Christ, it's a little surprising that scripture doesn't reveal a great deal about her except for a few incidences recorded in the Gospels. Her role in God's plan was prophesied in Isaiah 7:14. Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. We don't know her age, only that she was a young woman engaged to be married to Joseph, a carpenter. From the Gospel of Luke, we read about her encounter with an angel sent from God. Use your imagination for a minute. Put yourself in Mary's place. It was probably a normal day, and then suddenly what you see of the physical world around you is overcome by something supernatural you're not expecting to see. You're in the presence of an angel. How would you respond? Sometimes I wonder what an angel encounter would be like for me. Would I see the angel or would there be some kind of auditory awakening? I think in any event, I'd be pretty alert and ready to listen. Then the angel speaks to her, and his message only adds to her astonishment. Listen to Luke 1, verses 28 and 29. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. There's a lot to consider in this passage. Would you have been troubled if an angel called you favored one? It's the only time this phrase is used in the entire New Testament, and perhaps that's because her role is unparalleled. She's chosen among all the women from that time to conceive and give birth to the Christ child. If this greeting bewildered Mary, she only had to wait a moment for a little reassurance. The next sentence, the Lord is with you, must have provided some comfort in the midst of her confusion. Yeah, that's true. We know how the story unfolds in the Gospel of Luke. The angel reveals God's plan for her to carry the Savior of the world. If being called favored one by an angel didn't throw her for a loop, surely the details of how the plan of redemption would unfold did. But clearly Mary embraced all that was told her, because listen to her response in verse 38. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. 
Some translations use the word handmaiden instead of servant, but the intent is the same. It is a statement of obedience amidst uncertainty. Surely she had questions about how this revelation would unfold, what this would mean, what others, especially Joseph, would think. But ultimately, this is how she responds. Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. That can be so hard sometimes, to trust God even when we don't understand, to give up control and ask God to have his way in us. Yeah, I think about how the Christmas season can be so joyful for some, but for others it can be kind of a painful time. Maybe there's someone listening right now and it's hard for you to say, let it be with me according to your word. You know, you want to trust God, but it's hard because of what's going on in your life. It's hard because maybe your disabled child is not going to have the future you had once hoped, or maybe your marriage isn't working out the way you thought it was, or God just feels distant among the struggles of each day. Just like the angel reassured Mary that God was with her, we need to trust God's word in scripture that he is with us. We need to remind ourselves daily that God is with us and that we're not in this alone. You are not in this alone. There is so much comfort in realizing that the creator of the universe cares for you enough to be present with you. Mary's statement is one of humble submission and a strong conviction that God will work in her life for good. Soon after her encounter with the angel, she goes to visit her cousin Elizabeth, who is the mother of John the Baptist, and scripture records what has come to be called Mary's song. We won't read the whole passage, but listen to the first half, starting in Luke chapter 1, verse 46. My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked on the humble estate of his servant. For behold, from now on all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. As believers, we can speak Mary's words. God has done great things for us, and his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. We are the recipients of amazing grace, which became ours through Jesus. We can proclaim that God has done great things through sending his son and continues to do great things in our lives today as we embrace the enduring hope that is ours through Christ Jesus. As we go through this Advent season, let's embrace these three thoughts from Luke. The Lord is with us. Let it be to me according to your word. And God has done great things for us. Mm, That's great. Because of the redemption that is ours through Jesus, we are also in a sense favored by God. May God bless you with a fresh sense of wonder in this Advent season as we look forward to the celebration of Christ's birth. We all need encouragement. Would you take a moment and think of someone in your life who you could share this podcast with today? You never know how God could use it to give them hope.